everybody. Welcome back again to another great edition of Talking Tigs. Your hosts, as always, Scott Gerard, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Uh, got a good one for you. Uh, we got to recap the SEC baseball tournament. Tigers did, I don't know, they, they, they did okay. They won one game. They didn't win at all, obviously, but I don't think uh, anyone expected the final that we had. Well, we're going to talk about that, but it also means that we now know what's going to happen after this. Uh, LSU is definitely hosting a regional, and uh, we could host a super regional. I guess it depends how we do in the first weekend. Uh, but we're going to talk about all that and anything else that comes up, like we always do. Um, guys, I-, I hope you all had a good weekend. It was a nice long weekend. Got to get some relaxing done. Uh, I know it's a, it was a Memorial Day weekend. Uh, honor those that have fallen in service. So I uh, hope we pay our respects. I actually have a little story about that later on, too. But uh, I want to check in with you all, see, see how you're doing, see how the weekend went. Uh, good to be with you. Good to be back on this podcast and had a good weekend. Um, excited about the LSU uh, regional. And, you know, first time hosting a regional since 2019, right? So mm-hmm. excited about all that. Daniel, what about you? Yeah, the weekend was fun. I actually got to be with co-host Tommy for most of it. Uh, we were celebrating my younger brother's wedding in Indiana. So congratulations to him. Uh, yep. Excited about that. And also congratulations to my fellow co-hosts because today is four years to the day of our very first podcast in 2019, May 30th, 2019. And so we're almost 200 episodes in. So happy podcast (laughs) anniversary. And uh, here's to a few more. Oh, that's, that's awesome that you remembered that. I, I had no idea. It's been four years. That's amazing. I I didn't even, I I remember, I remember some of the first ones we were talking, it was, we were talking about the re like a regional or a super regional that LSU was in. That was like some of our first topics, but I didn't realize it was um, May 30th. That's crazy, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. We 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 started recording this pod the last time LSU hosted a regional is basically what I think mm-hmm. what we, we just uncovered. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on to uh, LSU baseball. So uh, SEC tournament, uh, LSU had a very convincing. Uh, win and well it's it was started the second round but they they beat South Carolina 10 to 3 which was you know amazing um South Carolina who looked really strong earlier on in the season they've kind of uh lost lost a lot more than they've they've been winning a lot of those key games i mean they're still hosting a regional but uh they they weren't going to go far in the tournament <laughs> uh we didn't either but i mean if you look at the final like we we ended up well, we, we lost to uh, Arkansas, and then we lost to A&M, both by the score of 5-4. to four. And I, I don't know. I guess you could make something of that. Arkansas, like I said, they've been pretty good all year. They've had some – they've been depleted by injuries, but, you know, you couldn't tell based on how they've been performing. But I don't know. Um, I think in the end, you know, pitching kind of got to us, at least in one game. Uh, the game against Arkansas, I mean, it was it uh, well both games really. It all came down to two innings, right? For that one game for Arkansas, that's when they scored all five of their runs, and we just couldn't come up with anything afterwards. Uh, Texas A&M, I mean, we had the lead going into the seventh inning, then they had a uh, a three run home run, which gave them the lead, and we couldn't get it back. 
Um, I don't know. I, I was impressed with our one win. The two losses, I don't know. If you're looking at a three-game series, you'd like, oh, we lost five to four. That's all right. And we had the lead in both of those games. I mean, our pitching kind of came back to haunt us. We'll see if it goes forward, how that plays out. But I don't know. I, I felt like, at least to some extent, we still kind of have our three starters moving forward. I don't know. What do you guys think of the tournament, um, which Vandy ended up taking from uh, A&M? But in A&M, like, against Tennessee and uh, I think South Carolina, they had one one hitters, which was amazing. I feel good that we, you know, we had more than that. We got some runs on the board against both of them. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy who ended up winning that thing because they weren't – I don't think they were projected to. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that going in – I mean, we – it's weird. We're, we're – I saw a stat. I think we're – aren't we, like, we're 7 and 8 right now in the last – in our last 15? Um, mm. I think, you know, this is this is really – hate to say it some of the worst ball we've played all year um over the past you know couple of series and then the tournament but i'm not that shaken by it um i think i think we're you know a little maybe in a little bit of a slump i would have would i like to have won that arkansas or a&m game yes i think you know we had it we had chances to um and there are some decisions that maybe uh you know that you could disagree with um you know not like wh- where was Tommy Tanks in the in that uh, Friday game? I don't know why he wasn't playing. Um, they said the uh, you know the report from Jay Johnson is something like he just wasn't feeling it or, <laughs> or he just wasn't he wasn't you know wasn't his day something like that. Um, but I think that um, overall, like we still have one of the top teams in the country. We're hosting a regional. It's the first time we've done it, like we said, in four years. Um, I, I wish that uh, Arkansas has, you know, I feel like Arkansas has been a tough team for us, but A&M, you know, I think we should have, we should have beat them. Um, but regardless onto the, you know, this, like Daniel said, this is not really the one that counts. So let's, let's move on. And I think Scott, I, I don't, I, we kind of talked about this or I think before we started recording, I wonder if, I wonder if Jay Johnson the the talk has been he's running this like a pro team for the whole from from when he started this is you know it's going to be different we're going to work and that's and it's worked he's gotten a bunch of this top level talent um but something that i've noticed is i think that he i think he runs it like a pro team in that he puts a little bit more emphasis on you know the games that matter um and does an SEC when you when you're going to be a top eight seed, regardless, does an SEC championship really matter? I mean, we're looking at we're talking about Omaha. We're not talking about SEC champion. So I do wonder, for instance, and because I, I've I've been thinking about this, you know, sitting Tommy Tanks the whole the whole uh, for that game, like you know, it's the whole thing of like, well, why 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 sit him? Why does it? Why is that okay? Like this is this is the postseason, right? Like this is. This should be more important, um, but I wonder if the thinking is no. We're, we're we're moving on to Omaha. Like we're our whole our eyes are on Omaha. Our eyes are not on Hoover. We're going to go and we're going to try and win. But if our if one of our top players wants you know needs needs a day and needs to sit and you know he's been kind of nursing these little uh, kind of ticky tack injuries that are kind of strange. Um, 
it's not going to, you know, it's not going to throw us off because our eyes are on the regional, the super regional and going on. Right. I agree a lot with what you said. One of the points we had made last week on the podcast was the question whether if we won one game in the SEC tournament, if that would be enough to put us in that top eight for potential super regional hosting, because at that point, the regional was pretty much secured. And it was a question of where we would fall somewhere between probably five to 15, depending on how the performance went. And so we we did win the first game against South Carolina in a, a good performance on both sides of the ball, uh, backed by a quality start from Thatcher Hurd, which was good to see, and then uh, contributions by a number of different hitters. So I think that locked up the top eight seed for us, and that showed even after we lost two very close games uh, to, to secure the number five spot. Uh, yeah, the A&M game stunk, or not A&M, well, that one was bad, but Arkansas, we really, I mean, we lost that game on one play where we secured the the third out to be, or it was tied two to two, I think the fifth inning, but then Alex Malazzo was called for catcher's interference when the, the batter's bat grazed his glove. Uh, and so the batter went to first and then immediately the next uh, batter hits a two run single. And instead of being two to two, we were down five to two, just like that. Uh, and then we could only muster up two more runs. So it ended up five to four. So, I mean, you can't say that it would have played out exactly the same, but you take away those three runs four to two LSU wins that game. Uh, we did have a few issues in terms of Paul Skeens having probably his worst outing of the year, which was kind of surprising. He only went, I think three and two thirds. Uh, and Riley Cooper actually did really well coming in relief. He finished the game off pitching over four innings for him. I think allowing only one run or, or maybe two runs, but uh, you'll, you'll take that. So that's, that's a tough one uh, breaks on both sides. And then a and I actually didn't get to watch that game because I was out of town, but I think it was a little bit of a similar story where Floyd put up a, a pretty good performance, maybe not dominant, but then it was kind of the classic, like second half of the season story for LSU where our relief pitching gave up a three run bomb. And that was pretty much it. Uh, and we didn't have that hitting power, like you said, from Tommy white or anybody else stepping up to, to bring in the runs to, to even us out. But and at a point where, it, and at a point where we had the, uh, the, the chance to like, he could have come in and, and then I think we had a pinch hitting opportunity for him to come in late in the game. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, they chose not to, they chose not to put him in. You'd think like if he's, somewhat you know available at all somewhat available don't you put him in but maybe but again that's kind of my point is like maybe they just weren't maybe it's like we're gonna we're, we're in we're in where it counts yeah and then so <laughs> we we've penciled our games in for the regional starting uh this friday in three days time so uh against i guess we'll we'll discuss the the quality of opponents that we've got lined up here but uh, i'm excited about it glad that they're bringing it to baton rouge and hopefully the uh, home atmosphere can provide the top or push the Tigers to a win after coming up close last year in Hattiesburg and Southern Miss uh, with some tough losses that ended the season there. So hopefully 2023 is a, a bit of a better story. And what is going to be a swan song for Dylan Cruz, uh, Paul Skeens, and a few other Tigers, Gavin Dugas. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure to tune in and, and catch these guys while you can. True. Yeah, true, true that. And, you know, hopefully they they can win the regional move on to the super regional take care of that i mean that's um three more well six more games um and i i would say i wasn't really too broken up that they didn't win the tournament because i knew we were gonna 
go beyond. There's teams like Tulane who we're going to face Friday. They had like a 19 and 40 record, but they won their yeah. conference. So that's why they're playing on, you know, um, teams that shouldn't be in it are in it because they won their conference. So um, I, I think the thing though, is it was, it goes back to what you said, like how bad do you really want it? I imagine they were playing to win. Um, I've, you could second guess everything Jay Johnson did decisions. You know, we, we had uh, Dr. Hurd start that first game uh, against South Carolina. It worked great. It's like we could have, I don't know, maybe we could have pitched Ty Floyd the next game and just, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of things you could have done differently, but um, I don't know that he was, wouldn't trying to, wasn't trying to win it, but obviously it wouldn't matter. Like we went one and two in the tournament. We're still the five seed. If we won that no, tournament, I don't think we're going to move up to what, four? Exactly. Maybe. No, that, that's, yeah, it's exactly my point. And I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, is he just, is he just thinking like, why break our backs and like, and, you know, put the pressure on our team when we, when it's real, like the, the risk reward is not that high. Yeah. And again, like even if we had won either of those games, like we still would have had two more games. I, like, I, I kind of felt early on, like, I don't know if we got the pitch in to make it through till Sunday, you know, um, not that they, couldn't find a way to win because obviously other teams go through the same scenarios, but yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. That's all right, but we're moving on. Uh, we're a five seed. We're hosting the regional. If we win that, we're going to host the super regional and uh, the SEC has a record eight hosts in the region. We're taking up half the field basically as far as hosting a regional, which is amazing. It's insane. And if you look at the map of where all the teams are, they're all in the Southeast, except for Stanford, of course, way out in the West Coast. There is one team outside of the Southeast besides Stanford, and that was uh, Oklahoma State out of the Big 12. Uh, so it just kind of goes to show you, it, it definitely does mean more in the SEC, but also the ACC. I think that they had, uh, they had a few teams hosting. Um, and I think if we get out of regional, we're going to be, we would host the winner of the Kentucky regional right so at kentucky we would be hosting kentucky but you know who knows I, there's so many teams out there like even i heard someone talking about the you know like our regional like i know tulane we're gonna play them first they won their tournament i guess they're on a hot streak uh but you can't sleep on the sam houston or oregon state i think it's interesting though because we we went out to their we they hosted us uh, a few years ago i don't know we, yeah. i, I kind of knew they were going to put us with put them with a sec team it's but they chose us specifically. I, I don't know how they worked that out, but maybe they want to build a rivalry or something. Who knows? Um, do you think they really like think about these and select it, or it's just like a random draw of who's available? I think they do kind of consider it some, like they've got a pool of teams kind of at each skill level. Uh, so they have a little bit of wiggle room and they can always defend the choices they make by saying, Oh, this team is slightly better at this or that, or we had them higher in the RPI type of thing. Yeah. Um, and they don't want it to be, Oh, they kind of like the, the regional ties like LSU Tulane, obviously I 10 rivalry 80 miles away. Uh, but you, you don't want to load up a regional with four sec teams. Um, and so they, they kind of mix, mix the pot there. 
Oregon State, I think, in terms of a number two seed in our regional, is okay for LSU. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of details on them this season, but uh, from the stats, they look to be like a, a decent but not amazing team. Pretty good pitching overall. Uh, Sam Houston State, uh, another one of the smaller schools coming to town, I think actually made some prize to people and may even beat Oregon State in that other first game. They're one of the highest rated uh, offensive teams in the country. Got a lot of big bats, um, but maybe they haven't faced off against the type of competition that they'll be seeing. And then you mentioned Tulane, who we beat earlier in the season. They had a, a miserable year, but somehow they got hot in the AAC tournament and won it. So their Cinderella run is already underway. But I do expect that to uh, come to the end. So I think uh, Jay Johnson will go with the same strategy that he used for the SEC tournament and probably start uh, Thatcher Hurd on Friday against Tulane in a game that you're very much expecting to win and save schemes for the key winner's bracket final against the yeah. winner of uh, Oregon State and Sam Houston State. Uh, and then <clears throat> either way, either facing elimination or for the championship, Ty Floyd in the third with kind of all hands on deck uh, filling in. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. It was moderately effective in the SEC tournament. Um, just need everybody to do their job, and hopefully uh, the bats can provide enough run support like they have uh, throughout most of the season. So um, cautiously optimistic for our chances here. I think on the whole, we got a pretty good draw for teams. I wouldn't say there's anybody that's like raring for an upset. Um and it plus is at home. So you always have that going for you. Although LSU has had some history with Oregon state in the, the uh, postseason, Yeah. With varying degrees of success. Yeah. They've given us trouble before. Um, they've got a, they've always got a good baseball program. Yeah. The, yeah. the last time we faced off against them was to end the 2018 season. Uh, when we went to Oregon state for their regional and they walloped us twice, I was looking at, it was like 14 to one and then 12 to zero uh, and sent us packing. And we kind of started the, the beginning of the end for pulmonary at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not a good way. I mean, LSU's just so used to hosting anyway that we had to go out to Oregon. Um, I don't know. Uh, but we, you know, definitely it's not going to be completely easy, but, I think, you know, if they win those first two games, they'll be in good position and see see who else can make it out of there. Uh, but again, if we win, we'll, we'll take on the Kentucky Regional winner. And then after that, Omaha. I don't know. Fingers I, crossed. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I feel like our chance, I mean, they. I was kind of surprised they put us at a five seed because... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think they give some people a lot of their like the fact that eight SEC teams are hosting. They're obviously giving a lot of credit for success earlier on in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's teams like I think a good regional. It's going to be the one like Clemson's hosting one. It's going to be them and Kentucky and a couple other teams, obviously. But just or not Kentucky. Sorry, Tennessee. Uh, but I think that would be good. Like you're saying, like you couldn't put all the SEC teams in one regional. Yeah, you couldn't, especially since we just finished the SEC tournament. But I mean, there's really no way to avoid it, right? It's either you spread them out, and if they all win, they meet in Omaha. Then it's another SEC tournament, or you put them all in. It's like there's that many good teams out there. There's no way to have something that pleases everybody. Because you know, if, if, if uh, like six SEC teams make the Omaha, they're going to say, oh, it's rich. Oh, they spread them out so they wouldn't knock each other out before now. I'm like, well, what do you do? How do you schedule that? <laughs> I 
I don't, I don't think there's a way. I don't think there's anything you can do when it's just clear that like so many of the most dominant teams in the whole, you know, the whole sport are happen to come from the SEC. Like, yeah, you might end up with four in Omaha, but sorry, <laughs> be better. Yeah, we we gave you a chance. That's where the tournament's for. But anyway, game one will be Friday at two. Get the early game. Um, and you know what was interesting about the SEC tournament? We we made we talked we made such a stink about there being rain delays, and there was what one for like a few minutes. Yeah, it was mostly just extra inning games that kept delaying anything. But they there was there was really no issue. It's amazing, and it and it comes on the heels of the fact that I saw something where they were. Uh, talking about putting a like making the sec tournament in it was some stadium in texas i think it was a dome stadium no because that's what i thought when i first heard it but then i looked at it no it was somewhere else because the big 12 said or someone at the big 12 was like yeah well if if the sec does that the big 12 was going to look to move their tournament to minute Maid park so Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was it was just interesting because you know they want to avoid the, the weather delays, but then of course this year there wasn't one. Huh. Uh, it was interesting. I think it's supposed to be pretty good weather in Baton Rouge this weekend. It's going to be a hot one, about ninety degrees. So oh, Oregon State may not be used to that weather, but I'm sure Sam Houston State and, and Tulane definitely will. So uh, hopefully everything goes smoothly. You don't like to be the regional that finishes up like on Monday or Tuesday with all the delays uh, and extra inning games. So we'll see if the Tigers can do it in in three straight. That would be much preferential. Last year, we had some really tough ones going late into the night against Southern Miss. So uh, we'll see if we can avoid that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Anything else on baseball? I feel like that was a lot. but Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just ready to get it underway. Like we're still, I don't know. I'm still feeling confident about this team a little bit, a little bit shakier just with our past couple of, couple of, you know, performances. But I mean, it's hard to not be excited about, about this team moving into, to, uh, you know, moving into postseason play. Yeah. yeah. And, and one more thing I had was I mentioned this to Tommy. I don't think we're going to see it, but there was some discussion online about LSU having the top two, uh, MLB prospects right now and Dylan Cruz and, and Paul Skeens. I mean, we saw Tommy White take a breather in the SEC tournament, whether there would be any sort of kind of like late season game management on Skeens and Cruz trying to like protect their draft stock, potentially whether Skeens is on like a pitch count. If the agents are, are making a call to Jay Johnson saying, just take care of my boy out there. Like yeah. we know, you, we know he wants to win a championship, but there's millions of dollars on the line here. Uh, and, and I don't think we're going to see that because both of them are, are big competitors and they want to win uh, in their last shot. But it, it may be worth seeing, like if Skeens throws sixty instead of eighty or something, uh, yeah. if he get, gets in a jam. But uh, hopefully they they give it their all and they put out the the best product they can, uh, like they have been all year. I yeah, don't I mean, think we'll see that, but but I think it's worth it's worth mentioning, Daniel. Sure. I mean, it depends if he has some run support, right? Like yeah. if we're if we're up by a lot and it's the fifth inning and he's already at eighty pitches, you know, like what 
how much further does he really need to go? Because you you will see the opposite almost happen sometimes where it's like a college pitcher who knows like his last year, it's his last time basically ever throwing and they just run until his arm is like in the dirt in the tournaments yeah. and kind of give it his all, which is always kind of fun to see a little bit. Um, yeah. But it, there's certainly some dynamics there, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think, uh, you think they'll uh, replicate what they did in the SEC tournament and probably pitch that you heard first Friday against Tulane. I mean, yeah, you don't want need a bazooka to kill a bunny. So why would you put Paul <laughs> in that spot? So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think Daniel's right. Um, that's, that's what I would do. I, I hope that's what they do. Especially if we get the new, if we get new looks Thatcher her, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guys, what gone a couple straight games with at least five innings, there's been some where he he like he barely lasted five pitches. So this is great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and Ty Floyd has been pretty consistent. You know, we usually expect Skeens to be, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess the only thing that would worry me is uh, those last two games. I mean, we we were leading in both games. We just it's like we got four runs and then we just couldn't muster anything else. And like these are you know they're on day three or four of their pitchers too. So I don't know. Like was A and M's pitching really that good? I don't remember, but like they were one hitting people. They kept us to four runs through what was it seven innings before they got their their home run. So I don't know. It's time to step up. That's what I know. That Tiger bullpen's going to step up. I can feel it. I mean, Riley Cooper pitched pretty solid, so maybe guys will step up. We just need the runs to match it. Agreed moving on well i mean uh, i did want to mention this because uh okay we're gonna have a tournament back at the box this weekend and it was just memorial day so uh, i had a question do you do you guys know like who and why lsu's baseball stadium is named alex box stadium i don't yeah i know daniel saw it so i'm not i'm just gonna yeah uh, I won't. I won't spoil it. I did know it was named after Alex Box, who was a, a military veteran, but I didn't know the full story. So it was definitely interesting to read that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was a uh, it was a a thread that Peter Burns had put out. You know, an ESPN guy uh, who also was a big LSU fan. Uh, but Alex Box Stadium is named after Simon or Simeon, if that's how you say it, Simon Alexander Box, and he was actually he played football and baseball at LSU. He turned down a baseball contract with the Cincinnati Reds so he could accept a scholarship to play football at LSU. Oh, which, you know, yeah, anyone would do, right? Um, yeah. He actually wore 20 before Billy Cannon did. Um, he ended up dislocating his shoulder in 1939, so it kind of forced him to focus on baseball. Uh, I think he was mostly playing right field and uh, – he was, you know, had some good success. He eventually graduated with a degree in petroleum engineering. How about that? Uh, in oh. 1941, uh, and he received a commission in the army as a second lieutenant. Um, but then after that, he, uh, you know, he was shipped off, went to Britain. They were fighting that war, and um, he ended up uh, dying while while in duty. Uh, this was in Algeria, I think, but he was uh, awarded the Distinguished Service Cross, which is the second highest award for valor. 
Um, but yeah, he, um, you know, unfortunately met his maker on uh, February 19th in 1943 as they were uh, trying to like lay out some landmines to, to stop the, the Nazis from advancing in Tunisia. And oh. uh, that's, that's how he met his, his fate. And then three months later, LSU voted to honor him by naming the stadium Alex Box Stadium. So that's the story. You can actually see his marker. I think it's in Arlington. But, I mean, that's quite a backstory. I always thought it was some coach, you know, some former yeah. player, which it was. But, like, the guy, I don't know, he like he played some baseball at LSU, but he just had a, a great story beyond that. And, uh, you know, they named the stadium after him, rightfully so. That's I awesome. I, yeah, that's, I did not know that. And um, mm-hmm. as you were, you know, like, as you were looking, as you were reading it, I, or as you were saying it, I went and looked it up and, like, looking at the pictures and stuff. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But, you know, very, very fitting for, and I, I'm sure that's why they, that Peter Burns posted it. It's for Memorial yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, very fitting, but, uh, and I feel like that's not something they talk about that. That, that needs to be, that needs to be more talked about because you're right, yeah. Scott. Like I, I would have thought, I mean, when I'm just like thinking, I didn't really, I didn't even really know who Alex Box was till you just said it. And I, you know, I knew he was associated. I, I thought he was a player, but I didn't know of like, I would, I, if you would have said, guess or tell me why it's called Alex Box. I would have said, I don't know. Like Alex Box paid a lot of money. You know, he donated. He donated a lot of money to the program, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that needs to be like publicized more. Sure, I, if they don't have a plaque outside of the stadium, they need to. Yeah, I I'd been there. I think it was before they switched because uh, there was the old Alex box. Now yep. we have the new Alex box. I think I went to the old one. Um, that's the last time I was at a game in Baton Rouge. But yeah, it's such a it's such a great story and. It's kind of remarkable. You think if he if he'd have gone and on and played with the Reds, we wouldn't have it. Guy chose to. Yeah. He's like, ah, I'm not going to play pro ball. I want to play football at LSU, who at that time didn't even have a national title. I don't think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The first one was in '59. So there you go. Quite the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we did want to mention um, a couple recruits. Well, I mean, we have a football some football recruit, but I will probably hold off on that. Um, but you guys see, we got a, we got a, a five-star transferring from Kentucky in basketball, in basketball. Yeah. Go figure. Like this, yeah. normally it's the other way around, but I mean, I don't know much about him. Uh, I guess we could do some research, but Damian Collins is transferring to LSU from Kentucky. I mean, I don't think he played much. No, he didn't play much at all. That's probably like transferring. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's the fifth transfer to join the program this off season. So, well done, Matt McMahon. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's the best uh, the best we can hope for. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else. I'm not now. I'm not gonna start booking my flight to the Final Four right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that the strategy with all this is like every year to keep bringing in as many people as you can and hope the teamwork and talent sticks enough to get like, obviously it didn't happen last year. That experiment failed, but maybe one year we do good enough to where we can start the recruiting trail of our own, like back on track where people are like, okay, LSU is not 
a laughing stock of the SEC. Like it's it's worth it to commit and, and play basketball here. And then that's the point when you can start to to build back towards postseason and March Madness contention. So uh, if this Damian Collins character, he was the number 14 recruit coming out of high school. So um, maybe a lot better than some of the other options LSU was considering at the time. So welcome sure. to, to Baton Rouge and um, basketball season's a long way off, but we'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. And I think we mentioned this last time we had a transfer. Like we, we just need to fill out enough to, you know, Field yeah, the team. Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got plenty of jerseys to give out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, looking forward to it. See what, see what he can do. And you were saying like, uh, just the transfer portal. It's basically what like these one and done coaches have been doing this whole time. Right. It's like they, they knew they're going to get some superstar co- like player out of high school and he's only going to stay for one year. So like, how do you manage a team around that? I don't know. John Calipari kind of does. I mean, they haven't hit as high marks the last few years, but he made it work for a while. Um, That's essentially what we're doing with this transfer portal. Just bring in somebody. Let's see what we can do this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's obviously working for the women's program. Um, Speaking of which, I think they went to the White House. Uh, I saw a video of it. Um, It's crazy seeing one of the players fainted while they were there, but I never knew exactly how tall Angel Reese was until I saw her like giving something out. She looked so tall next to everybody else in that white house. It was crazy. Um, I, I know she's tall, but like you can't really tell on a basketball floor sometimes. Yeah. But she stood out anyway. Uh, but yeah, there was that. Anything else? Did I miss anything on, uh, Basketball. I think that that about does it on my end. What about you, Daniel? Yeah, that's a wrap. Good luck to the Tigers on the diamond. Hopefully it won't be our last weekend discussing it this year. Um, But whether win or lose, we'll, we'll have the news. So see you next week. There you go. Uh, I'll just go ahead and toss out the prediction. I think LSU will take the regional in Baton Rouge and we'll, we'll see who we play after that. Um, My guess would probably be Kentucky, but you know, obviously we're gonna have to wait and see. So there we go. I think that was a pretty good pod. Got a lot in there. Um, got all this good baseball news out. So I think we'll just have to wait and see what happens this weekend in Baton Rouge at the Alex Box Stadium. And isn't it good to know the story behind that now? You can actually tell your friends because <laughs> I doubt many people knew that. Like yeah. all of us didn't really know it beforehand. So that that tells you something. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend and have a good rest of this week. Stay tuned for the LSU games this weekend. Watch what you can. Go to them if you can, actually. Uh, and then check back in with us next week because we're going to have a recap here for you on Talking Tigs. So until then. Stay safe, stay tuned, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.